Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe, coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Thursday Crew, Douglas Willig, Dylan Allen, and Sean Aknad Carney here. No Christian Vasquez today, he's over at Rutgers Cinema or some movie theater, I don't know, seeing... Dylan, what's he seeing? Morbius. Yes. He's seeing, yeah, I, I heard it was not very good. That's yeah, what he's doing. I, I haven't heard anything about it, but... Well, you don't watch Marvel movies. I, I don't watch any movies, really. I'm not a huge movie guy. Doug, Douglas doesn't watch anything. I need to get more on movies. Your guy, um, Matisse Thibel, who you saw at Best Buy once, yeah. I was watching his interview on J.J. Reddick's podcast. I love podcast. that you remember that. What's up? I love that you remember that. Yeah, you got to... continue. Yeah, yeah. So, um... I was watching Matisse, Matisse Thibel on J.J. Reddick's podcast, and he says that he doesn't watch movies. He said he's seen like nine movies total in his life. What? He said that he mo- mostly just watches YouTube videos and stuff. <laughs> so what did he do on the planes? Uh, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. an interesting question. Maybe he, he read. You guys know uh, Casey Neistat, the YouTuber? Yes. So Matisse Thibel said he just goes back and watches his old YouTube videos instead of like movies. Interesting. It's funny. That's like that's like a like a thirteen year old's yeah. response. Like. What do you do? I just watch YouTube, nothing else. Well, quick dialogue before we jump into the sports here. But we've all, the three of us, have done some extensive traveling in the past year for WRSU. Yes. Dylan, I remember you posed this question in the group chat once, but what's, like, your go-to move for entertainment in the plane? I'm assuming assuming you're not a movie guy. Well, here's the thing, right? So some planes, right, have, like, TV screen in front of you, right? Yeah. So the thing is. Pretty much every plane, every standard plane has a TV screen in front of you. Most of them do, yeah. Some of them, well, for WRSU, sometimes you don't plane. get those. Wait, I haven't gone on a plane, for WRSU at least, without a TV really? screen in front of me. Really? Really? Yeah. So it's, it's I've op- been on quite a few that didn't have them. Really? It's the yeah. opposite for me. I haven't had a TV screen what? on any of the planes. And I'll tell you this now. Uh, so it's because you probably go to all the wacky destinations. I've been, <laughs> I'll tell you in a sec, but so I've only, I'm not like a big traveler. I did like no traveling in my life uh, prior to even coming here, so... The four WRSU trips I've been on that have involved a plane have been the only four times I've been on a plane. Okay. And um, those four plane trips have – none of them have had a TV screen in the seat in front of me. So, Sean, you said it's the opposite for you. You've had a TV screen on every flight. but Yeah. That's – so to answer the question, I mean, I've never even had the opportunity to watch a movie. So I've really just listened to music. I kind of got screwed over the first couple of plane rides. I forgot to download music. And there's mm-hmm. no Wi-Fi, like, on the plane, obviously. You got to you download your uh, NBA Youngboy playlist? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> download my Spotify stuff. So uh, on the plane, I just... Just sat there in y- silence. Yeah, I, I had, like, some <laughs> songs downloaded from, like, 2018 from, that I, like, listened to. But now the, these... Uh, the most recent two trips I did, I, I got the music ready in advance. We're good to go. There you go. That's that's a smart way to do it. But, yeah, no, Sean, I, not every single flight I've been on has had TVs. And um, there was one American – I think they're, I think it's called the American Eagle plane. It's like their smaller version of their normal-sized plane. I kid you not, I, I went, standing up straight, I barely – my my head almost hit – the top of the plane just walking through the you know in between the aisles yeah. i'm only like six i'm only six feet tall maybe That's six tall. one on a good day i wouldn't say only you're six feet tall right but i'm uh, saying for, for my head to uh, almost be touching something and yeah. i'm all and six feet like it's not like i'm six eight right Got it. Mm-hmm. i'm six foot and Got it. it hits it, it almost touches the top it was ridiculously squeezed in 
I, it was it was honestly a horrible flight. It was just you had like two people crammed in on a row. I didn't even think you could fit two people in the seating that they had. But but you know I I have not been able to get uh, screens on every single one. But I feel like nowadays, Sean, like everyone just downloads stuff on Netflix yeah. or something, and they don't even they don't even use. If you've if you've realized over the years, it used to be you had to pay to get the movies. Now it's all free entertainment. Really? Not all, but they but. The flights that I've been on for WRSU, there were free movie selections. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'll pick one of these. Yeah, but like back I've, in the day, you always had to swipe the credit card. I didn't know you had to swipe the credit card back then. Not now. I'm uh-huh. saying like then, before I guess you could download stuff on yeah. your own on your own devices. Yeah. That's like how they would make their money. Even like before Netflix was a big thing around there, before you could download physical like movies or episodes on Netflix, Hulu, right. whatever. Right. Even on YouTube now, you can download videos. Um, but before any of that, you used to. There used to be in the screen. There would be a part where you could slide the credit card to pay. It would mm-hmm. be. It would be made in the like the plastic outline of the screen. That's how they would get their money. And I'm saying now, I think they kind of got rid of that because everyone downloads their own stuff now. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, well, if you don't have anything here, something. Right. Well, well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I think Netflix is the only one with. The only streaming service that even with the base plan, you can download movies and tv shows but like hulu and peacock and all those other streaming services you have to like pay extra you have to, to upgrade to, to upgrade Ooh. you have to upgrade to be able to download okay. i didn't know that but netflix with any plan you go with you can download your shows and movies i think disney plus too if i've mm-hmm. i think that's the base plan. actually that's the one streaming service that i have not used yet mm-hmm. that and like paramount plus well i I use it, and I'm sure if Christian was here, he'd tell you the same. We we both use it primarily for the new shows that are coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I want to get it because I know a lot of the new Marvel movies are going to involve. Yeah, the, they the will. Shows. Like, they will. The, the new Doctor Strange movie is going to have the Wanda Vision storyline yeah. involved in the movie. You'll have to at least for that movie, you will definitely have to have watched that to understand why she's even in it to begin right. with. So I, I would say yes, that's something you'd have to watch. So, but you have time. The movie doesn't come out until the end of May. Yeah. Um. So, so you definitely have time there. But to go back to uh, the JJ Reddick point, I, I think if he was in the league now, it, especially with YouTube Premium, he'd probably download like everything now and mm-hmm. just watch stuff there. Because I'm sure they gave him like Wi-Fi in the plane so he could watch stuff. Yeah, that was Matisse Thibault who said that. But oh, that I, was Matisse Thibault on JJ Reddick's podcast. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. I don't know. I think JJ Reddick. Oh, then he is, definitely is downloads stuff then. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I guess should, should we should we hop into the final four? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that while was we're a, speaking of basketball, that, yeah, that was a nice eight minute side tangent though. But <laughs> we have the final four Saturday and Monday. I'm not a fan of. Is it Saturday Monday? It, it is. Wait, it's no. only just Saturday. Saturday. Oh, I meant are the, the, the two games. The championship is yeah. Monday. Oh, championship that's gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, final four Saturday championship game Monday, and. Which matchup do you want to talk first? UNC Duke or? Well, we'll just go with the first matchup. Yeah, Kansas, who plays first? Villanova. Kansas Nova. Okay. Yeah. okay, we'll start there. What are your thoughts? Well, Save I think the best one a, for last. Yeah, I think this is a really good matchup. Both of them really good, but um, Kansas Nova. These two actually met in the 2018 Final Four, and um, Nova took that one by a landslide, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Kansas has not won a national championship since 2008. When They're they big beat, chokers. Yeah, when they beat Memphis. And I talked about this yesterday. I feel like Kansas is always a one or two seed, and they get bounced out by the Elite Eight. Yeah, and, here. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the score from that Final Four game you're yeah. referencing. They were both one seeds. 
uh, and Villanova won 95 to 79. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're totally different teams now, but sure. you could argue that both of the teams then were better than they are now. Yeah. And I think only one person from that Villanova team is currently on the current roster, and that's Colin Gillespie. Or maybe maybe yes. one, one or yep. two. Yeah. Uh, it's well, that's the only one I. And maybe Jermaine Samuels, maybe him as well. Um, yeah, Jermaine Samuels Jr. Um, he's the he's the other one, uh, and I think he's currently playing. Yeah, he averages eleven points, six and a half rebounds. So it was him and Colin Gillespie then. Mm-hmm. And they were both young freshmen that. I think Gillespie, it says, got eight minutes, and Jermaine Samuels got one minute. So they barely played back then, and now they're the starters kind of mm-hmm. leading the charge here. So they have that experience, Sean. Yeah, it's interesting. So, look, Villanova coached by Jay Wright, a guy that's won two national championships in the past six years, versus Kansas, who's considered to have their best team in you know years. They had one of the best regular seasons in the entire country. They've pretty much dominated every single game they've played in the tournament thus far. And people are saying that this team is unlike the years past. When, you know, Dylan, you and I talked about it, that they've choked every single year. Yeah. So it it's going to be a slugfest for sure. I really like Nova just because of the coaching, like I mentioned, and also the veteran leadership with, you know, Gillespie and a lot of those veteran guys that are on the team right now. It hurts that they don't have Justin Moore going into that game because he tore his Achilles. But I do see Villanova winning that game just based on the fact that they're just more well-rounded than than the Jayhawks are. And I think they also had a tougher schedule to get here yeah. in the tournament. Kansas has had a pretty easy road here. Well, um, both conferences were very competitive this year. The Big East had you know Nova... Seton no, Hall. I just mean Kansas in March Madness. The oh, teams they've had to yeah, play to get yeah. here is all I meant. Yeah, no, yeah. the Big 12 is probably the best Big conference in all of basketball. Big 12 tournament-wise has prob- probably been the best conference. It, you know, sure as hell had a better co- a better tournament than the Big 10 did. Yes. So, um, yeah, I-, I was very impressed with how well the Big, Ten te- uh, Big 12 teams played. Um, in the past couple of weeks. And to tell you the teams that they've played, Kansas, so far, they've played a 16 seed, a 9 seed, 4 seed, and a 10 seed. So the highest seed they've played is 4, and it was Providence, who a lot of people had question marks about them. They were kind of a shaky team. People had them upset in the first round. They made it to the Sweet 16, all credit to them, but they're definitely one of the weaker 4 seeds in this tournament for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, And... They played them pretty close, five points. I mean, listen, Kansas has taken care of business in the first round and the Elite Eight rounds. They win, they beat Miami by 26. They beat Texas Southern by 25, right? But these other games, like against Creighton and Providence, they played very close, and it wasn't until like the very end of the game Kansas kind of separated themselves and got the lead and kind of kept it. They, they, mm-hmm. they let the team like Providence Creighton hang around. That's the one problem I have with this matchup because Villanova has proven themselves um, in, in in most of these rounds so far. And the first round they had to play Ohio State, and they've got some good talent on that team. They they took care of business, beat them by 10 points. Now, a lot of people would say Ohio State might be overrated, right? Mm-hmm. But considering how small ball of a lineup Villanova is, I felt like they did a nice job guarding a guy like uh, Branham Jr. and even EJ Liddell, some mm-hmm. of the bigger guys that can score and give you some good points. I feel like they did a nice job. 
And, you know, the defense has been there this whole tournament from Villanova. If you're looking at a team in this tournament that's still alive, that has given you consistent defensive production, it's Villanova. I, I mean, 61 yeah. against Ohio State is the most they've given up in the whole tournament. Uh, they gave up 55 against Michigan and 44 against Houston. And now they're coming into a game against Kansas where they're four and a half point underdogs. If you're, I'll save it for locks of the week, but that's something to look at. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, their defense has shown up. Now you could argue is the offense good enough to beat a team like Kansas? Because Villanova, the, the only time they've scored seventy plus was the first round. Everything else was below sixty five, and against Houston it was fifty. So that's a question mark you can look at there if you're leaning towards Kansas it's kind of like it's it's do you trust Villanova's defense to get the job done or do you think it's going to be an offensive shootout if you think it's going to be a shootout then you probably take Kansas if Mm -hmm. you think it's a defensive game you probably take Nova yeah and in that Villanova Houston game Villanova dominated Houston for a better part of that game until probably like the last 10 minutes where Houston started making inroads and Villanova's offense just went cold but they hung on, and like you said, it was because of their defense. Multiple times, they just had the Houston offense just locked down completely, and they weren't able to get good looks, and they were able to hang on to that 50-44 to win. If they go into that Kansas game and put up 50 points again, they're going to lose because yes. Kansas will shoot them out of the game. I agree. I think I think if you're Villanova, you have to get to at least the 65 mark. Yeah and then your defense can win you that game because there's only so much you can do against Kansas. I mean, it's not like Houston was this fantastic offensive unit. Yes, they can drive to the basket very well, but they're not that great of three-point shooters, um, and they're like 300th-something ranked from the line as a team. So Houston, by nature, is a very good defensive team, and the offense can be lackluster. So... If you're Nova going against Kansas, the defense has to be on point because if you let Kansas get to that 80-point mark, even up to like the 78-point mark, it, you could lose the game. I think if you keep Kansas to 71, you know, 68, somewhere in that range, I feel like Villanova can win this game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's people like to go to the coaching matchups to see who you know might have the upper hand. Both these, both these programs have very good, very prolific coaches. Bill Self for Kansas um, and even... Jay Wright for Villanova. So it's kind of tough to pick there if you're looking at just head coaching um, to really get you that win. Because if you look at the game against Houston and you go, well, I'm not really sure who this Houston coach is, but I know Jay Wright gets it done. We'll pick them, right? That's kind of how you look at some some of those matchups. But for this one, it's kind of hard to do that. Sean, you looking at something? Oh, I, I thought you had some input. Oh, no. I, I saw you looking this way, but I wasn't sure if you were looking through the window or at me. No, I was, yeah, I was I, so confused. I was looking through the window. I, I was looking at the uh, the lineup for our Daily Targum oh, okay. WRSU game. Which, you know, I feel a little a little disrespected not being included in this uh, lineup. It might be because I was not at the meeting. I wasn't at the meeting. Which is either, fair game. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't included. I think, Sean, you were in, you're in the lineup, I'm though. I'm on the, uh, the Daily Targum team. Are you, the, are you listed as the center? I'm the center. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, for WRSU is none other than sports director Chris Aconis. <laughs> should be an interesting coach uh, coach hire for, uh, for the radio station. And we still don't have a, a time and location, right, no, for this game? So, yeah. like, we're hyping this up so much. What if we get the time and then, like, 40% of people can make it? Doug, all I'm saying, you, you 
you're gonna have to live up to the Doug name because the standard is set pretty high right now. <laughs> Doug, you're literally Doug Edder. Yeah. You gotta shoot. You I gotta shoot the it. lights I, out. I could do you know five fouls, five fouls, five turnovers, <laughs> uh, over ten shooting. He's gonna put up a triple double, but yeah. in, in his own way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'll bring up my own triple single. Ten yeah. turnovers, Triples. ten fouls if possible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh for ten. Ten percent field goal shooting. Yeah. There you go. One for ten. There you go. There you go, Doug. That's a triple double. Yeah. It is. We exceeded the foul limit just for you. Sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> all right, but Doug, who do you think is going to win this game, in all honesty? I think I think it's going to be a defensive game and Villanova wins. See, um, I think it's interesting that this is not, like, directly answering your question, but all, all four of these teams <laughs> left have won at least three championships already, right? Yeah. So uh, Duke, actually, if I, I have this, I know this in my head, but I want to see if you guys know. Do you know how many championships each team has won out of the four remaining? Uh, I Villanova know. Villanova has won three. Yes. Kansas has won Two, three, three. He just told us. I think each of them have at least three. Yes, each has at least three. Right. Okay. So okay. then. Okay. So they they have the minimum. Duke has won five. Duke's won five. And UNC, UNC has like won six. Six. Okay. Then Kentucky has won eight, and um, UNC, UCLA Kyle has Pires won eleven. Show artist. UCLA's yeah. won eleven. Yes. Back ten, in the day. Ten with John Wooden, and then one post Wooden. Okay. That when they had Kareem and Bill Walton, that mm. they they were like unstoppable mm. back then. Yeah. How far did they go when they had Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook? Hmm. Uh, I don't question. know. I could check that out right now. But anyway, so the point, I, the reason I was bringing that up was because once, you know, the, the, it, there were some, you know, obviously St. Peter's was left and you had some interesting teams left, but the way it fell, you have all the Blue Bloods just left. Yeah. Like, all the teams that have been historically successful. And, I mean, Villanova hasn't necessarily been historically dominant, but they picked up two championships recently, and they yeah. also have one from back in the 80s. Kansas has only won. No, they won 2001 or two. Villanova? Yeah. Uh, I'm almost positive it's from the 80s. Uh, I can pull it up right now. Yeah, 85, 06, and 18. Oh, really? Okay. So they, let me see. They made the final four in 2009, 2016. Okay. And they were runners, runner-ups in 1971. So, yeah, I can pinpoint each time the last time the final four teams have won a championship. Duke was 2015 over Wisconsin. UNC was 2017 over Gonzaga. Villanova's was 2018 over Michigan. And Kansas's was 2008 over Memphis. Yeah, so, you know, just like you put it, all these teams have won recently. Yeah. Right, so... Kansas has been... Kansas has the longest drought between yeah, those. Yeah, and it's 2008, so not yeah. even that long. And that Memphis team, by the way, had Derrick Rose, who was, of course, found to have cheated on his SAT. So all of the wins from the Memphis team were vacated. He cheated on the SAT? Yeah. Really? Well, he didn't cheat on it. He had someone take it for him. That's smart. I mean, you should get it extra points for that. It is smart. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. But <laughs> Memphis pretty much had their entire 2008 season vacated. So had they even won that game, it would have still gone to Kansas. Or you know, it might have just been vacated. Uh, I for- forgot to bring it up before. Indiana's. So let me just go through the list quick because okay. I missed a couple before. UCLA has won 11. Kentucky has won 8. UNC 6. Duke 5. Indiana 5. UConn 4. Kansas 3. And Villanova 3. So those are all the men's basketball teams to win the NCAA championship at least three times. I'm looking at it. San Francisco has won 2. Because those are both with Bill Russell. Uh, so to answer your question, Sean, about the 0708 team, mm. um, they went 35 and four. This is that, Kansas. Uh, did you ask about UCLA? 
back in 07. Oh, oh with, yeah, 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 Kevin Love. Yeah, so with Kevin yeah, Love, yeah. yeah, in 07, 08, UCLA went 35-4, and 16-2 mm-hmm. in the Pac, at the time, Pac-10 conference. <laughs> um, and they went all the way to the Final Four uh, for the third year in a row, and they, they lost, lost They lost to Memphis that yeah. year. Um, and it was against Memphis and Derrick Rose. Par- apparently, I didn't even know this, um, in 2009, Memphis, their 38-win season that year and the Final Four appearance, they were vacated by the NCAA because of, Derek Rose. Because of infractions yeah. using ineligible player Derrick Rose. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So what, he was, like, too old to play? Like, no, 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 no. I, I just told Doug. Uh, he had someone take the SATs for him in high school. Oh, okay. And so when they found out about it, they had to vacate all those games. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, well, so but they lost to, they lost to Memphis, but yeah. they went to three straight Final Fours. Yeah, I remember that. The Kansas UNC game back in 08 in the final four. That game went into overtime, if I'm not mistaken, and Kansas beat UNC. UNC was the number one seed that year. Um, that that was a really interesting tournament. Uh, I th- it's one of the first tournaments I remember watching as a kid. Um, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, and so Doug, who did you pick to win then? I I, I didn't pick. Did anyone. I even get an answer from you? I on know, that? I never answered. I. I, I don't know. I don't have... You always his, have an answer. He, he went on his history lesson tangent. Yes. Gotcha. You always have to have an answer. Yeah. I have another history lesson later about okay. Tony Snell. But, um, okay. Yeah. Going back to this, though. I don't know. I'm not... I'm definitely not, like, a college basketball expert. I didn't really watch it all until, like, even joining WRSU. So I don't, I don't know a ton about these two teams. What I'll say is that I'm going to pick Kansas because they have a higher seed yeah, that's how, sure that's how he filled out his brackets. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And that, that's my now. No, I mean, my championship game was Arizona-Gonzaga. So that's... Mine that's was too. My yeah. final four got busted when Arizona lost. So I had Arizona-Gonzaga, Wisconsin, and yeah, some other team. No one picked in... um. I, I had Gonzaga-Baylor in one game, and then Arizona-Wisconsin in another. And then Gonzaga-Arizona meet in the championship. Arizona wins. So yep. Well, I know everyone. Everyone's bracket. Yeah, you had Kentucky winning the whole thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In, in both I, your brackets. Kentucky and Iowa in the final four. And wow. One of them at least. I know that much. Um, I haven't looked at them since. Uh, I, I I think I had Villanova in the final four in one of them. I don't know if I had them going to the championship game or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I had Nova. So at least I got one team in there. Mm-hmm. Some some people like. Like Sean here doesn't didn't get one, so I'll take what I can get, especially after disappointing bracket. Let me check and see. Okay, so, uh, wow. Okay, so in this one I didn't even have Villanova, so then I, I must be thinking of a different one. Then, let me see. Wow, I I I don't know. I just a disappointment this year. Yeah, I mean, there's always next year. I have some I have some people in my or one person in my group that got the. Final Four completely correct. Really? How yeah. many people are in it? Is it like a massive group? This is my work group. So there's 20 people in this. And That's impressive. Yeah. That's that. like the UNC pick is the kind of the out of nowhere one. Mm-hmm. But some people pull that out. Yeah, UNC, if you look at their path, they had a relatively easy path to get to the... Uh, I mean, I, I know that, albeit they had to go through Baylor, but... A lot of the top seeds in their quadrant got so knocked what's, out. What's the other game? Is it? Oh, it's UNC Duke. How can I forget? Yeah, UNC that? Duke. Okay, Should so we then talk about that. Because yeah, we'll this, talk is, about this. this is the marquee matchup. This is the marquee yeah. matchup. We've been we've been teasing it this whole segment. Um, 
Uh, Doug, I'll start with you. Who's winning this game? And you better give me an answer. Duke. Okay, good. <laughs> At least he gave me an answer, and oh. I would have to agree with him. I, I think this... I, listen, UNC has been playing fantastic basketball, right? They've went on a nice run in this tournament. They're an eight seed. They're not supposed to be here. It's it's the Duke-UNC matchup, and mm-hmm. let's not forget the last time these two teams played, guys. They It was in Cameron Indoor. Coach K's last game at home ever coaching mm-hmm. Duke, and they get spoiled at home against UNC. This right. is the matchup he, I sure, has wanted to happen again, and I think they get it done where it really matters in the Final Four. Um, ultimately, I think Duke wins the national championship at this rate. I didn't, you know, because it's hard to make that guess when none of these teams have played, and you're making that guess before the tournament starts. But when you kind of watch it unfold and you see some of the matchups some teams get, I think that this is, I think this is Duke's year. Does it feel a little scripted? Yeah, it does, because it's Coach K's last year, and the fact that all the dominoes have fallen in the correct spots so far. You know, it kind of tells you, at least for me, it's just like, okay, they're probably going to beat UNC, and whoever they end up playing, it's because it's Coach K's last year. That's probably that's how I would play it. I, I would play it by storyline. Yeah, I I have the same feelings as you do. I think there's just too much at stake for Duke to lose. They already lost to UNC in their in Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor. I'm sure they're fired up about that, and they definitely don't want to make. Coach K's final tournament game a loss to UNC as well. So for that reason, I just see you know Duke's players rallying around each other and coming away with the win there. Although this could be a game that easily comes down to the final possession. I think both games could could have that storyline. No, yeah, I I I didn't know personally that Duke and UNC were eight miles apart. Like yeah, they're right. They're they're very close. I mean, isn't that like? The Rutgers campus has to span like eight miles, like from yeah. the tip of you know Bush campus all the way like down to the bottom tip I'm of Cook. Pretty Dog. sure Cook Dog to Livy is eight miles. Really? Yeah, it's it's like it's just weird because it's not like a regional thing. Like it's not like it is, but it's not like you know like New York Philly where mm-hmm. they're like at least separated by like an hour plus of driving. Like it's just there. Like they're, they're right next to each other. Right. Have you been there before, either of you guys, to Duke or UNC? No. Yes. You have, really? Yes, I have. Uh, can you like, can you tell the story or why you were there? Uh, I was there because um, I was down there at family vacation. Like, a bunch of us rented a house in North Carolina on, like, a lake or something. Nice. And so we had our cars because we drove down there. So we were like, oh, let's go, just go check it out. Um, and since they were so close, we, we were able to just hit both of them in the same day. Um, Duke is very, very nice. It's a small campus, but it's very nice. It's It's got, like, modern-looking buildings, but also old-looking old buildings. Stuff, yeah, yeah, it's very nice. I would say Duke is better-looking campus. Um, but UNC is kind of like that, the state school vibe for North Carolina because it's, it's a big school, the right. big football stadium, right? You have the, the uh, it's, I think it's Dean Smith Arena now um or something like that yeah it's just it feels more like a big state college and you can tell duke's kind of like that private school you can kind of get that private school feeling from from dual uh, duke it's just kind of smaller and i think wake forest is very close to them too yeah, as well the, like they're those, all like close there's, and there's a fourth school at nc state, NC state. that's like right there it's like four of them really yeah um, it, it's kind of crazy yeah the bpi doug has duke at 68 and a half percent oh right at 69 percent nice yeah so it's a good number. 
<laughs> so they're uh, they're leaning they're leaning towards what we're all thinking. I I, I think you have to buy into the to the storyline here. I, mm-hmm. I think you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's like I I think these two teams have never played in the NCAA They've never tournament. Played each right? other this is the, the first time, yeah. which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah. It's that's just like well, see one thing that I thought as a reason as to why they've never played each other is because since they're both heavyweights, they're bound to be a high seed mm-hmm. every year. So they have to win a lot in the tournament to be able to play each other. They, right. they pretty much both have to make deep runs because when you're two high seeds, they right. don't put you on the same side or, you know, they, you need, you they don't need, make it. So you're going to meet, meet each other early. You right. need, yeah. You'd either have to be a one, two in the same region, which mm-hmm. I doubt they would do. Or you both have to make the national championship yeah. game for you. You know, it's a, it, it's so it's kind of like just one of those occurrences, but um, it's it's interesting. And North Carolina an eight seed, but they're playing um, like a much higher seed than that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Doug, you might be able to maybe tell me this off the top of your head, or even look it up. But when's when, if ever? Has two teams from the same conference played each other in the national championship? I couldn't tell you that. I'll have to look it up though. National championship. I don't know as much random college stuff off the top of my head. It's mostly like professional sports, but I'll, I'll look this up. Hmm, I'm trying to think of the past matchups that we've had. Mm-hmm. It was Villanova, North Carolina, right? That's that's not the same. Gonzaga, North Carolina. Gonzaga, yeah. North Carolina, not the same. You had what was it? Gonzaga and Baylor, not the same. Michigan Villanova Michigan, 2018 Villanova, Virginia same. Texas Tech Virginia Texas no Vir- no it's not the same one Virginia's ACC But uh, that that was the 2019 matchup right Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. it was the year after they lost to UMBC Yeah yeah um which by the way Virginia got bailed out I I will I will I will die on that hill that that, that was an overtime game right that foul was ridiculous yeah. I don't know was it in the championship or was it in that the was game, the game the against final Purdue four? if I'm not mistaken to get to the championship yeah, yeah. was it against them or what wait so the championship game was against Texas, Texas Tech, Tech. Yeah. I think it was against Auburn Auburn that's that's who it was that yeah. foul call in the corner was such BS I don't mm-hmm. I don't remember which game it was mm-hmm. but I remember the team that was up 62 to 60 time winding down and they call a foul he was mm-hmm. just standing there I remember that and then he. Kyle guy hits all three free throws, mm-hmm. like the worst way to win a game or to lose a game, I should say. But. So, um, you want specifically for the national championship game, right? Yeah. Has it happened since 2014? Because this article is from 2014. No, we just went through all the. We matches. went through a Got bunch it. of them. So there's, it's happened twice. Um, okay. 1985, which is the first year the tournament expanded to 64 teams, Villanova beat Georgetown, wow. and that's a Big East matchup. Yeah. 1988. There was um, a big, the Big Eight conference, which no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma played against Kansas, so I guess the Big Eight's like the predecessor for the Big Twelve. It's the Big Twelve, yeah. Got it. I would think so. I think it's crazy what's happened to Georgetown as a basketball program. They've fallen back, off. Yeah, they really have. It's like back in the day, you had Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, and now it feels like. I, I haven't Max seen McClung. it. When's the last time you saw a quality product come out of Georgetown? Georgetown. Oh, um, Bill Clinton. They had, they had on. the one run. <laughs> but I guess they, you didn't like that. What me? No, I said he said when's the last quality product come out of Georgetown? I said Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's your definition of quality. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I think they had the one year where they made it, and like they, they were not supposed to be in it, and they stunk. But they made a nice run in the 
Big East tournament to win it. I don't. But outside of that, it's been forever. I think. Uh, I'm trying to see if there were any other matchups in here that we might have missed. Yeah, because no, because 2014 it was UConn, Kentucky, and that was Big East, a Big 12 or no SEC. Sorry. So no, it was not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a rarity though. Yeah. Yeah, it has. So that's why I think this is this matchup is just so much more special that like even if it's not a national championship, you have two historic rivals and probably the one of the greatest rivalries, if not the greatest rivalry in college basketball, going up in a final four game with the the context of, you know, what what's surrounding these two teams, you know, UNC beating Duke in Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor, Coach K possibly coaching his final game, you know, should he lose? Just so much. And, of course, you add in the fact that these two teams pretty much hate each other. It's just – it it sets the stage so well for this Saturday. Welcome back to Hour 1 of the Crew here on WRSU-FM New Brunswick. I'm Alex Carbonati. The guys will be with you back in a few minutes. Right now, I'm with Jared Jean Felix of Rutgers Men's Lacrosse. The Skull Knights, who were number four in the country, get set for their second in-conference matchup this Sunday versus Johns Hopkins. Jared, who also won Big Ten Defender of the Week Award last week, spoke with me about that and how the Skull Knights are looking to win their second straight Big Ten matchup this season this Sunday at home against the Blue Jays. Skull Knights Nation, what's going on? I'm Alex Carbonati of WRSU. Rutgers men's lacrosse, 9-1, number four in the country, 1-0 in Big Ten play. They get set for their weekend matchup at home this Sunday against Johns Hopkins. Joining me right now to, to preview the matchup is Jared Jean Felix, a defender for Rutgers men's lacrosse. Jared, how are you, sir? Thanks so much for coming on the crew. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Again, hour one here of the crew on WRSU FM New Brunswick. But Jared, again, this team right now, you're, you're on fire to kick off the year. You're nine and one. You're number four. You just came off a win in Big Ten play against the Buckeyes of Ohio State at home this past Sunday. Walk me through this week. Uh, what what you took from the Sunday win? How you how you have implanted the practice this week and what it is looking forward to for this Sunday against John, Johns Hopkins? So leading up to the Ohio State game last week, we uh, had a really good week of practice. We were really getting after each other. It was competitive. Everyone was going hard. You know, it got a little chippy at sometimes, but that's always good in practice. And uh, really just trying to repeat that week of practice and the competitiveness, the edge that we bring in practice, because then that translates directly to the field. So really focusing on working hard, getting the game plan down pat, and uh, yeah, just getting after each other in the week. That always helps on the weekends. For sure, uh, you started off Big Ten play with that 18-7 to win against Ohio State on Sunday. Through that game, you had some great defense, which, of course, got you to being the Big Ten player of the week uh, last week. How are you able to get that recognition, and how did it translate truly to what took place this past Sunday? Um, really, with just executing the game plan that we had. Uh, I have a great group of, group of guys around me on defense. You know, Colin and Goal always doing his thing. And the other five guys around helping me out, you know, edging, sliding, and uh, playing their matchups well. And that really just allows me to have success. And, uh, you know, the guys trust me. I trust them. And when it's like that, everything just flows. 
Yeah, definitely indeed. And again, you know, this team, you're outscoring opponents by over 60 goals in total. It's 167 to 103, you know, as a whole. This offense really has been carrying the team. But again, your defense has played a big spark as well into preventing goals. And of course, with Colin Kirst as your goalkeeper, that plays a role too. I've asked a question to many of your teammates. I'll ask the same to you when it comes to how everything all adds together, the offense, the defense, the goaltending, even the coaching with coach Brian Brecht and his staff. When it comes, when you, when you put all these pieces together, what truly forms this top-notch big 10 team that, that we're seeing so far this year. And again, when it comes to doing it in big 10 play against big teams like Maryland, like Johns Hopkins, this upcoming weekend, just big 10 in general, how is, is what we're seeing so far going to really translate into Big Ten play? How can all the pieces stay truly connected throughout the entire season? Um, well, we are big on family here on the team, so everyone's really just playing for each other. And we know we have the athletes to play with anyone in the country. We have the skill to play with anyone in the country. And uh, really just trying to keep it going is just based on how we work during the week, how we get after each other. And uh, the way that we keep it going is just basically – Stay in the course, you know, don't get too high, don't get too low, always work hard, come to work every day. And uh, yeah, everyone's playing for one goal and our collective goals as a team. So when that happens, it can be pretty special. For sure, indeed. And not just you, you know, plenty of these players have had many experience on, on this Rutgers team. You also have several new transfers, folks like Mitch Bartolo, Ronan Jacoby, Brian Cameron, who have been three of your best scorers the entire season long. When it comes to your experience where you've been here for four, five, six years, and when you add the play of, you know, these new players like Cameron and uh, Jacoby and Mitch Bartolo, who are seniors, but they're transfers, how do that, how does your overall expertise and your lacrosse experience really put that together when it comes to a leadership standpoint? Um, I think I really have to point to a great locker room, a great team culture, and uh, give some credit to those guys coming in. They're all great dudes. And uh they molded right in. They were really committed to our goals here, committed to our fundamentals here and, you know, our process at Rutgers, even though they've come from different schools and them being older guys kind of helps because, you know, they've been through it a couple years at a different school. So they know kind of what the grind is like. And uh, really just our locker room has an incredible culture where new guys can step in and they're, you know, their family. As soon as you're here, your family and everyone is just trying to make plays for each other. We play hard for each other. And, uh, you know, it's been good having those guys come on with us. We love all the transfers and uh, all the new faces that we have every year. For sure. And just this week, actually just today, Rutgers, four Rutgers players were named mid-season All-American. You look at uh, Colin Kirst, you look at Ross Scott, Ethan Wall, and Brendan Kamich. Those are those four players who got that mention. When it comes to those four players and their influence on you, how have they played a role on your play this year? Um, those guys are really set the, like lead by example. They're hard workers. They deserve all the credits that they get. And uh, they keep mentoring the young guys and bringing the program along. So I give a lot of credit to those guys. They deserve everything that they've got. For sure, indeed. And again, you know, this matchup upcoming, Johns Hopkins, a good team, a top-notch team, always competitive in Big Ten play. They're coming off a win Sunday as well. That was their first Big Ten game, a home game. They beat Michigan by three. You, of course, beat Ohio State by a whopping 11 this past Sunday at SHI Stadium. So a big difference when it comes to wins. But nonetheless, both teams are 1-0. and When it comes to 
when it comes to finding out who's going to go 2-0, who will get that juice early before you, of course, play Maryland, before John Hopkins will eventually play Maryland, that top team in the nation, how big is this game for your standpoint, for your juice, for your momentum, especially following after this week, you have Maryland, a team who's always had your number? Mm. It's definitely a big week for us. You know, we saw Hopkins three times last year with uh, playing only a Big Ten schedule, and we went two and one. So they got one on us the last time we were out, and uh, really trying to get that one back. And uh, we love playing against those guys. And obviously, like you said, leading into the Maryland game, we're trying to focus one game at a time and just take care of Hopkins, focus all on Hopkins this week, and then take care of business and move on to that next game when it comes. Absolutely. Again, I've talked about offense. I've talked about goalkeeping. You're a defender, and you, of course, arguably could be the captain of that defense, but you, Brendan Kamish, Bobby Russo, three top guys who really contribute to that main defense for being Cole Daniger as well. Talk to me about the relationship between the four of you, how you've talked about things this week entering Sunday's matchup. Uh, talking with those guys, you know, they're all on the field last year, big contributors on the field, so they played against Hopkins three times as well last year. And uh, talking to them, the focus is really just on, you know, playing our game because, uh, you know, make Hopkins beat us, you know, play our game, play to our strengths. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And those four guys, like I said, you've mentioned a couple of them before, all hardworking guys, you know, Bobby Russo, a lot of extra work. Brennan Kamish, always a grinder, like Cole Daninger, Ethan Rawl, Boz, he's also a transfer from Bucknell. So you know, we got a lot of guys that work hard and play for each other, and that's kind of the recipe. That's where we're going. For sure, indeed. Last question for you. Describe this upcoming weekend, if you can, one word. What's the excitement going to be like? What's the energy going to be like? What can we expect from this matchup this Sunday in one word? Dogfight. Going to be a dogfight this weekend. Dogfight it is. We'll see how much of a dogfight it really is. But Jared Gene Felix joining me here on the crew. Jared, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time, your ability to come here on the show. All the best to you this weekend and good luck versus John Hopkins this Sunday. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You got it. on the WRSU crew, Douglas Willick, Sean Ack, Nad Carney, Dylan Allen. Sean, Nack. Can I can I call you Nack instead of Sean? Um, we'll stick with Sean. Okay, I feel like that'd be cool cuz then you're like NN, Nack, Nad Carney, Nack Nad. It, it has got a nice ring to it. <laughs> no one's ever tried that before? I knew this was going to be a disaster the moment I saw Doug reply to one of my discussion posts with my full name. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's nice. What well, but how was that the first time you saw my name? Because on group, me, that's my... not it's not the first time I saw your name. Yeah, but why, I've, why... I've, I've known you've been Jonak the whole time. So why did you just start calling me that? Because you because you noticed when I like when I when I replied to you on Canvas like yeah. that, I was like whatever. But then you sent a picture of it. I was like, okay, <laughs> this this resonated with you. I, I got to make this a thing. So so you like you can call me Lass. I can call him Lan. And Lass. You... we never got. What's your middle name? Yeah, we, we never got. A you, we never got it off air. I'll say it off air. Yeah. <laughs> Not on air, because then you guys are going to post this to Spotify, and then you're going to pull up the clip where I said that we should unemploy gas workers, which we should, but I mean, like... <laughs> you hear this? I remember from last week, I got the sum up. Yeah. That's Damn. crazy. I, oh, yo, I, I called in that day. That was over the phone. Yeah, that was over Maybe the I'll, phone. Come, I'll call from the car, and I'll say, like, we should unemploy a different industry. <laughs> It'll be fun. See, this was before the, ga the gas prices went up, so 
it's it had no context then. Okay. No, there was like, context. If, if you if you said it now, like even even as outlandish as it sounds, it you know it might make sense. Doesn't sound with, outlandish with, to with me. the gas prices, right? But no, I mean here's the thing: Costco gas is nice because the prices are so low. So. Really. Oh, you don't know about this? Oh, I didn't know. Costco. That. Uh, Costco is actually very cost efficient. It's extremely cost efficient. Have you I, ever been to the food court? Yes, I have. Yeah. Delicious and cheap. Wait, so you've been to Costco, <laughs> but not to the gas station? No, I've been to the gas station, but I didn't know they were they had cheap prices. Yes, there is. Con- with the current Ukraine crisis, it's been a little out of whack, but they're generally consistently twenty cents below, like the average. Okay. I don't know. Um, I guess you probably don't go to Costco around here. You go around where you live, but there's like there's a Costco in Edison. Not every Costco has a gas station, though. The three around here do. Um, but I guess there's... I've been to the one at North Brunswick. North Brunswick. Yeah. There's a Target right next to there's that a Target one. one. I actually used to work at that one as well. You worked I... at the North Brunswick Target and the Milltown Target. I used to be interchangeable between oh my North God. Brunswick and East, East Brunswick. You're or, a Target pro. You could yeah. replace the CEO Brian Cornell. How, why do you know that? <laughs> I, I ask again. Why do you know that? <laughs> Because when I worked at Target, I was like, what am I doing? So then I looked at the CEO. I was like, this guy, if you know the chain in command, if I ever have an issue, it would go right up to him, you know? It's important to know. Okay. I watched some of his interviews on YouTube. He's a fun guy. Okay. Yeah. I'm a fun guy. That must be a Kawhi guy. I mean, I love the game of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Doug had to mute himself because he was laughing too hard. Yeah, no, no, this is just fun times. You know, the, you know the movie Fun Times is that Ridgemont High or Ridgemont High, or whatever it's called. I thought you said you don't watch. You don't movies. watch movies. I don't watch. I, I, he watches d- movies we've never I, I, heard of. I, I, he watches. I, I, he watches cult following movies. I've seen, yes. more, I've seen more movies than Matisse Thibel. I just generally okay. don't watch movies. He's <laughs> okay. seen nine. He's too busy going to bed. You've seen ten. I, maybe maybe twelve. No, but <laughs> maybe twelve. Um, yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah. I don't we know. We could make a movie Fun Times at WRSU. And then we oh, you just... were talking about Costco gas prices. Yes, which are uh, super nice. Yeah. I love Costco gas. You got to go there. Like I just love Costco. Yeah, it's, it's a great place. Yeah. Uh, for my lock of the week, can I make it Costco-related? Oh, my God. Like, remember one time? I don't know. Is it, can it, can, it, can there be a lock of the week? <laughs> See, three weeks ago. Is, uh, can I, there I, be money involved? I had, to do a, I had to do a lock of the week, and I did one like right before spring break on a paper I had to do. I said I was going to get below a 92.5. On the group paper, and that was because a bunch of people like didn't put in their parts till right before it was. I think due. I remember this. What? I think I remember this. Yeah. yeah. And so I said the over under at ninety two point five, and I got below a ninety two point five, and I guessed under, so I was right. So I won. What did you end up getting? <laughs> we did bad. We got like a, a seventy six. Oh boy. But the class average. Whose fault like a... is that? I was so confused. You used the hot key. That, that was pretty clutch. Um, that sounded like Chris. I'm assuming you. that was Chris. That was Corey, Jason. Okay. Before sounded, your time, it sounded like Chris. Before my time too, but I I know him personally. But that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So the seventy six, I wouldn't say is my fault entirely for two <laughs> reasons. One, the class average was like a seventy four. So I mean, the professor was just grading them hard. And two, there's like five other people in my group. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely my fault. Let's just blame it on them. Okay. All right. So what's your lock of the week? My lock of the week. Okay. We gotta make this Costco related. Oh my god. How can you possibly make it Costco yeah. related? Can you physically over bet under on the gas prices? Of oh, that's smart. There you go. Or, can or, I? But but this is this is like a this is this is a sports show. So I gotta be. <laughs> yes, it's a sports show. Yeah. What it's like a makeshift. What sports related Costco bet could you possibly make? All right, let's I'm say, interested to hear this. It's not gonna be sports related. No, it'll be sports related. Let's say we're going to Costco. You know, you walk in, you get the nice samples because they got lots of samples. <laughs> you're going around. 
you know, you go into like the frozen food section, you get a little cold, you come out, you gotta warm up, you look, you see, oh, they're selling like Spalding basketballs, like $12, but you want it to be cheap. You can't go to like Target or Walmart and get their off-brand, you know, Walmart has off-brand products, have beef with Walmart. But let's say you go to Target, right? You're it's just gonna buy their, <laughs> let's say you go to Target and you're buying your Spalding basketball or something, it's gonna be expensive, but you go to Costco, you get the name brand stuff, or maybe the Kirkland brand stuff for a little price. Like a Kirkland brand basketball, Imagine if they started using that in the NBA. I don't think that exists. It doesn't, but what if it did? Like, what if like they started using that, and then John Morant goes up and dunks, and he's throwing the ball down, and you see Kirkland Brand basketball. Costco's doing numbers. Everyone's going to the Mike food. Breen says, crazy. Mike Breen says, John oh. Morant throws down the Kirkland basketball. Yes, and then <sighs> just like, so you saw Matisse Seibel at Best Buy. People don't see NBA players at Best Buy anymore because they're all going to go to Costco, mm -hmm. and then people are going to get selfies with Wait, like, Tony the, Snell. the two stores have no relation. Well, One's an electronic store one's a wholesale store but costco sells electronics, i know they so. sell but that's not their main forte but they, they can compete in that area they can okay it, it, a little bit but you need a costco membership you do need to a go costco in membership. To, you yes. can't even step inside without a costco membership correct yeah right best buy you can walk in right so they're not really competing i guess they're not no they're not directly competing. are you seriously telling me that people would buy a membership just to go into the Electronic section well, no, I'm saying of they, Costco. They compete in one area. Like Costco sure. Electronics goes against Best Buy Electronics. Like if you're gonna buy a phone, you have the option of buying it at Costco or Best okay. Buy, or a TV, or headphones, or a laptop, or something like mm -hmm. that. So, but at the same time, Costco has different options. It's it, it's different. They're not direct competitors. It's not like a Costco versus BJ versus Sam's Club. Best Buy's direct competitors are gonna be mm -hmm. like. I still haven't heard a lot. Yeah, I haven't heard yet. a lot yet. I, been, I had no idea where it. you were going on that tangent. Yeah. Okay, let's say. If we were to go to the North Brunswick Costco right now, okay. I'm going to say if they're selling footballs, they're going to be under $16. That's yeah. my lock of the week. I don't see why football would be. Footballs could be 20 bucks or 25 if you're buying like the Wilson brand. Okay, but who do you bet that money to and get return from? I'll give it to DraftKings. I'll go to their like office and I'll throw <laughs> the money in the window if they're not going to take it in the app, if they don't have that listed. You guys are not. Uh, Sean, Sean X not satisfied. Knack. Knack. Knack is not satisfied. I'll call you Sean. Sean, how's that? This sound? kid's an enigma. Yeah, you can you can call me Last. You can call me Last. Last. Yeah. <laughs> Ted like, Lasso. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a good show. Doug Lasso. Yeah. It's another um, show that I want to watch. It's on Apple TV Plus, yeah. right? I tell you what, have... I don't. I could care less for soccer. I watched that, and I'm I heard like, it was a great show. And I'm it like, was, I heard you forget it's about soccer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't, you don't forget that, but like it's. It's so relatable because the the main character Ted Lasso is like somebody like me that has nothing knows nothing about ba uh, about soccer and you're just kind of mm -hmm. like, "Hey, you know, I've probably said that once or twice before. Like, what's an offside?" <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's funny stuff. Yeah, it's funny. You should definitely watch it. All right, do you want a real lock of the week for me? Yes, yes please. Please. Okay. Uh, I'll get that in a <laughs> second. Oh, wait, then. last <laughs> week he went with the D2 basketball game oh bro the, i don't think did that won. hit the, the championship game was on cbs it was on like national tv i saw that in the ticker northwest yeah. missouri state won and they played uh, i think the team you picked augusta right augusta yeah oh my played augusta, god so you're so i think you won no you yes. picked augusta i I, yeah, I don't even remember what i picked but Cash i think out. you picked augusta all right let's go let's go d2 basketball is the place to go and guys. they lost okay. in the championship not not d1 not uh nit not division three not naia you got to go division two that's the best basketball in the world. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. By the way, that was Northwest Missouri State's. That was it was a three peat. By the way, it's a powerhouse. Powerhouse. Not not Ooh. kidding. I was like I was like wait D they've won three years in a D row. D two powerhouse. Yes, yeah. and, and they're probably like D two players like never go to the league. Mm, probably. I mean Duncan Robinson played D three for a year. 
but you guys that's like well known i think did you mm-hmm. know that yeah and then he transferred to michigan yeah yeah, yeah. no that, that, everyone knows that but uh what, what's your lock doug I, I got you have no d2 he's gotta find one sean do you have one i will probably just go with what i went with yesterday and that was the villanova kansas game the line is kansas minus four and a half i think villanova covers and wins mm. i'm with you on that one that's that's a good pick mm-hmm Cause I feel like they'll play good defense, and even if they lose, I think it'll be a three-point game. Mm. So the fact that Kansas is getting four and a half, I find that kind of crazy. So I like that pick a lot. All right, uh, I'll do a pick quick. So the Nets are playing the Bucks tonight, seven thirty. It's Ooh. on TNT. Are you gonna be watching that game? I'll be driving home. I'm and hammering have... the Bucks plus two. Yeah, mm. I'll, I'll try to catch you. <laughs> oh wait, I have to write a paper. I got a lot of stuff I crammed into that tonight. But anyway, Nets are minus two. Uh, they're 49.7% by ESPN's BPI. There's a Caesar Sportsbook ad right below what I'm looking at on ESPN, which is giving me hope. So, um, yeah, I got the Nets covering the minus two. All right. Interesting. All right, interesting. Now that Kyrie plays at home, it's, it's kind of a different ball game now. It's a different narrative when you're yeah. talking Nets home games. So. Yeah. Yes. At, it, at this rate, I'll be, like, I'll, I'll be like, okay, it's like a toss-up for me. Flip a coin. At this point, Kyrie doesn't mm-hmm. play. It's Bucks, but and the Bucks probably favored by six, seven points if there's no Kyrie. But you know, with Kyrie, it's an eight point swing. So you know, I, it's a flip of the coin. I don't know, Bucks. It, it's it's a it's a heavyweight title match. It's the Eastern Conference Finals rematch, right? So that's it's gonna be fun to watch, regardless. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to NCAA as well, Sean. I won't pick the same game as you, although I like your pick at plus four and a half. Mm. Um, I like the Duke minus four spread here against UNC. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I know UNC has played well against good teams. Uh, they beat UCLA. They beat Baylor, right? But I think I think Duke has played just as good of opponents as well. Not as good, but they've played good opponents to get here. And four points. I think that they can win this game. Sixty. I could see it being seventy-five, sixty-nine. I, I could see that being a, a legit score, a realistic score. Um, and I also, I, I said before, I believe in the storyline. I think Duke wins the whole thing. I think they win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. At that, this that, point, I, I at this point, I think they do. Um, the only team I could see them giving issues is maybe Villanova. I think they'll beat Kansas. I don't know. I, I think Villanova, probably the second best team left, um, but I think Duke covers the minus four. I think this magical UNC run comes to a close. Coach K gets that win and goes to the national championship. That would be my selection. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that's a that game Duke UNC is a game that's probably close in the last minute, and then UNC kind of panics, has to foul. Right to extend the game, and that's where you get like the six point difference. Although, in reality, it'll probably be you know one one bucket difference. I but agree. The the free throws at the end will probably skew that. They'll want to extend the season, yeah. and you know to to ice the game, if you will. Yeah. Duke will hit some free throws, go up five. Yeah, and that's pretty much. I I don't envision it to be a route from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be close. I agree. I, I just think Duke hits a couple of big threes at the end of the game, gets a lead, and then, as you said, Sean, I agree, they start to foul, extend the game. Because even though they might lose, teams foul to just keep the game alive, yeah. keep the season alive as long as possible. Um, especially a game against Duke, 
uh, I'm sure that they they won't want to go out as quickly as possible. They'll mm-hmm. want to prolong it. So, all right. So that's what I'll go with minus four. Um, Doug, give the Nets Bucks pick. Nets Bucks pick, and then Sean, you picked the Villanova Kansas plus Nova. four and yeah. a half, right? All yeah. right. We got that interview. Yeah. So up next, we'll do uh, Alex Carminati another interview. This time with baseball outfielder Ryan Lasky.